Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Welcome back to the podcast. This is probably one of the better dog reactive podcasts that we have because we really dive into the life of a reactive dog owner and the pitfalls, the frustration, and some of the wins that we get to have. And one of the things that I'll tell you right now that I've never said before, that's kind of the beauty of the podcast is I kind of sharpen my tools and become a better teacher and educator. And one of the things that I said in this was really helpful to me, which I said, as as owning a reactive dog, you are responsible of everyone else's dogs, unfortunately, when you're out. So that's kind of the dive that we take, kind of talking about, well, when we're out, what should we do? Like we have a reactive dog that's trained and listens, but when a dog comes up or if I'm out for a walk and blah, 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 and these are the types of things that we're talking about. So this is a a dog owner couple that have uh, two reactive dogs that are well-trained and they dump training and they're just troubleshooting through the things that they need to do to be successful. Make sure you guys listen to the end because I'm going to be answering six of your dog training questions because I didn't have time last episode. Um, And as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, I am doing a giveaway where I'm coming to your house to train your dog for free. I'm flying to you with my team and we're training your dog for free. We're doing that in the members club. If you guys want to be a part of it and you want to be automatically entered to win all you have to do is click the link below and join the all access no bad dog membership program tier you automatically be entered to win and yeah let's get into the podcast remember to listen to the end for your dog training questions um then i watched him unleash like four golden puppies on perseus and just like the puppies all over him was not respecting his space. And I was just like, all right, this is what he did. And as soon as Perseus growled, he picked him up by his like prong collar, held him up by his top feet, shocked him at 50 and then told me that was a two out of 10 and that he had done 10 plus out of 10 to my dog. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, and I also watched this other puppy jump up and him kick it. And so that's what I'm concerned about. And then we get into the last part, which is. Yeah. So, so we move into the bus full time in November. Uh, We were like kind of on the road. Um, And then, and like Percy's was doing okay, but like probably becoming more territorial and like defensive of the bus, I would say over time. Um, I, but amazing outside the bus. He takes him to work every day. And yeah, everybody doing, loves him. doing fine, like outside the bus. Like, you know, yeah. when he's like, when he's got like a purpose and he's working, he's like generally pretty good. And then um, we went to dinner with my aunt and uncle like a month ago and they wanted to come meet him. And he had like, he was like sleeping in the back of the car and I like, opened up the the back thing and he was like super tired and whatever. And my aunt who had never met him and like, I mean, I like know I didn't do everything right in this scenario, but my aunt came up and was like kind of in his face and stuff. And he like bit her in the face and like kind of out of nowhere, um, like didn't really see that one like coming at all because like it, it just like, it had only happened really the one time a while ago, but this was like, this was a, this was a, this was a bite. This wasn't like a but nip. Was, this was like. Same car. Same car. I wasn't there again. Sloan wasn't there. Um, aunt, they don't have animals. Like, 
They have yeah. cats. They don't have dogs. Yeah. And then, like, the last part of it, too, is, like, Perseus, over the last, like, five months, like, Monday through Friday, goes to a co-working space with him. And, like, every single day, there's somebody that's, like, that is one of the best, like, best trained dogs I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, he is a very well-trained dog. He knows what he's doing. And so... He's I, a well-trained bad dog. Well, that's like, what I always say. There's yeah. good dogs and there's bad dogs. My dog is a bad dog that is well-trained. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that is just... Which like, I know against your thing, because you I say know. no bad dogs. I know, right? Like, well, yeah, we're kind of joking. Yeah, but like, yeah. He ju- he just it it seems like there's there's just this like fundamental thing, and I guess this is where you come in, where where I come in. Help. Like it it feels like there's something that we're just like not getting at with like mm-hmm. some root cause of like insecurity, fear, anxiety in him, and like it seems like whenever we like correct him and try to do things, we're just like masking the symptoms of like what's there basically Mm -hmm. and sometimes he's great with new people and like especially when we take him through like you know we'll like have him sit we'll give them some food like he'll he'll say go say hi he'll run over take the food out of their hand run back to us immediately sit down and just look at us and kind of wait for what's next and like generally like that's okay but like he's fine when you do that and like even in this situation we knew he should have been taken out of the car walked to go to the bathroom with them And then go say hi. He would have been like, yeah. fine. But now we're just like so concerned. And I guess the last point, and this is like where we really need help in conversation, especially for our relationship as well, is like he knows when he's doing something wrong. If he sees another dog and he cries, he cries and then like runs around and ticks like as if you're going to shock him or you're going to prong him. Like he knows like mm-hmm. he cries and then is like, oh, I shouldn't do that. And then we'll stare at you. And so John has been like, like there's something a step before that we should be doing or that we failed at. And I know this was a lot of information and hopefully it was all helpful that you can now provide us feedback. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my question is, is what is your ultimate goal? I mean, what is your realistic expectation for, for Perseus and the things that you really want him to do? I mean, that's the first question I have. I mean, like the, the thing that I would like to not have happen is like, I I would like him if we're walking him on a leash that like, if we encounter another dog, that there's not a 50, 50 chance that he's just going to like launch at the dog or like start barking or growling or. I want to add to this. They are muzzled, even though Achilles hasn't attacked any dogs. Yeah, I just like I'm like we're muzzling both of them. It's done. So they're percent for the last month, basically. Yeah, they're they're muzzled at all times. Yeah, so (laughs) I think I think it's a pretty realistic expectation. You know, I think the the first thing that you guys have to do that I think will help you guys out tremendously is just advocating for your dogs. Like like you said, I, I and I my no bad dogs brand as a general is. 97, 98% of dogs who are looked at as misbehaved dogs is generally because of their owners don't know what they're doing. So I, but I totally understand that there's dogs who don't like other dogs and there's dogs who do want to kill other dogs. And there's dogs who don't want to be friends with people they don't know. I, I've had those dogs before. That's why I developed the craft that I have now. And that's why I only work with behavioral cases. I don't do basic obedience because of that reason is because it's what I love to do. But my point is, is if you guys, control your dog and you control the things around you, you're going to be a hundred percent successful because every, everything, everything that you've told me so far, the predication of the success is off of other people, which I can't do anything about. You could give me $1.6 million right now. And there's mm-hmm. nothing I could do for you. Nothing. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, how much training you do. It doesn't matter how much your dog listens to you. If you can't keep your dog out of harm's way by advocating and managing, there's nothing anybody can do. 
So if you have a loaded gun that doesn't like other dogs, that doesn't like other people, but your your expectations is for, and I don't think that this is, so I always get yelled at. So just hang on one second. <laughs> I don't think your expectations is for this dog to turn around and be a therapy dog. But from what I'm hearing is we've done training. It kind of, we've kind of had a bad experience, but we have a dog that is trained noticeably differently than most other dogs or generally other dogs. This is a really well-trained dog. He just doesn't like other dogs and he really doesn't like other people coming up to his space, which if you're at that point in your life, the only thing that's stopping you from being successful is your voice. That's it. Yeah. Somebody comes up with a dog, excuse my dog's training. You walk away. Done. Next. Okay. Can I go see your dog? I love your dog. No, Aunt May, you can't go see the dog, but I love dogs. You can't go see my dog. Okay, done. Next. So if you have a dog that just doesn't like other dogs, you have to then keep your, and you already know this, you, you, you got muzzles, you've got training, you're already managing. Hey, who's going to be there? Do they have dogs? Are they bringing their dogs? How old are their dogs? What are their dogs breeds? Are they male? Are they female? You're already doing all this stuff. But from what I'm hearing, and then you guys can come back to me with, with your thoughts. But from what I'm hearing is, is we have, uh, especially for Perseus, he's a well-trained dog who's great, who listens well. And as long as, as long as dogs don't come up to him and people don't come up to him, you're in heaven. Yeah. I mean, and, and to, like, totally, I think like for particularly me and like things that we do like on the weekend and stuff and like the lifestyle that we live, it's like not, I wish it was as simple as like, we can just control, like I would love to go out climbing and to like bring him out there and Mm -hmm. to like, but like just logistically, even just thinking about that, like there's like Sloan is like holding the rope for me. He went to Colorado. He understands. No one puts their dog on a leash in Colorado. People don't put their dog on a leash. They're running around. Like it's all the thing. And like, I mean, you, you may just tell us Tom, like, Hey, like for, for your like sanity and for his safety and for other dogs safety, if you want him to bring him out climbing, you just always need to have him in a muzzle for the rest of his life. And like, maybe that's it. Well, I think here, here's, it's a great conversation and I just had this with a family member who's struggling with this and it and I totally empathize towards the it's towards all of it because to me as a as a dog professional seeing all the different behaviors and everything from killers killing puppies killing people uh lawsuits uh plastic sur- I mean I've seen a lot you know being in the court systems in in being an advocate, you know, just being in the system. And I understand all of it, right? But I think too many people get on this, like, I don't know how to explain it, but so so my family member was like, my dog doesn't like people and he will try to bite somebody. He won't attack somebody. He'll just try to bite him. He'll come over, he'll jump on him, he'll nip him, scare the shit out of him. It's bad, scary. You don't want it to happen. And so this is kind of where you guys are, are, are dealing with is you have... If you switch your perspective, your perspective, and the way that you're looking at things, you'll be so much less stressed and happier. Because I think a lot of people try to put a square into a triangle hole where they're like, like you said, I. Because right now it just seems like to me, again, from way out here, it's it's an inconvenience. At the at the, I got a dog who doesn't like other people. I'm gonna go hiking. Can I bring this dog? Yes. 
would this dog benefit from me just walking it, hiking it, running it for an hour before I go hiking all day and living, living in the van, chilling by himself? He'd probably be way happier doing that. You'd be happier doing that. But then there's this one little thing in the back of your mind that says, well, wouldn't it be great to fit their picturesque thing to just bring my dog? It would, but it's going to cause you and your dog more stress. There's no ROI. Zero. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. I don't like – your dog's like, I don't like people. You're like, I don't want to bring you around people. Okay, so you're just going to stay here then. <laughs> so I think once you make that shift to say, hey, this is okay to do, then you'll be happier and your dogs will be happier and you don't have to worry as much. It's the same thing I was telling my family member as I said, look, if you have people over, like, okay, Friday at 5, we're having people over. Okay, you already know that. So between 3 to 4.30, you have a window to go hike, walk, fetch, chuck it, Whatever you need, like I did it with my dog. I mean, I I flipped my camera right now. It's absolutely pouring, torrential pouring right now. I knew that was coming. It said it was going to start at 4.30. So what did I do at 3.30? I ran my dog till she couldn't breathe and now she's sleeping. So my my point is, is it's totally normal and okay and acceptable to adapt to the dogs that you have because it sounds to me you have a perfect scenario because there's a lot of people out there that have the dog that you have with no control. You guys have the best of both worlds. If we're going to get dealt a dog that doesn't necessarily really want other people in his his face and doesn't want other dogs in their face, which I think 50% of dogs are like that. It's not like you have this, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we have this. I mean, again, I think at best it's an inconvenience, which I would sure. agree. I'd rather just go to the dog park and play on my iPhone and you know, whatever. Sure. That's just not, it's just not realistic. So yeah. So I just think that if you change your perspective to say, this is how we need to live our lives, because what you're essentially asking is unrealistic because mm-hmm. here, and again, here's what I'm hearing is my dog listens really well. My dog is trained. My dog respects me. My dog's been through training. I want to go out and my dog will, yeah, sure. Perseus will listen to you, down, sit, say, but if somebody comes up to your dog and you say, hey, please don't touch my dog, there's still even a split hair 50-50 chance. There's still like your aunt, right? I still want, I don't care. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my face in your dog's face with the muzzle because mm-hmm. I love dogs. Yeah. And then they get nipped or bit. You have to climb down. Your whole, your whole day is ruined. Your dog looks like an asshole. When in actuality, you put your dog into that scenario. Yeah. So I have, I have a few questions because I do agree. And I, I also want to so when we sent him to training, all of the obedience training was actually done by us. We yeah, only was, sent him no for reactivity. Obedience. Like yeah. if yeah. I sent him to y'all, I'd be like, do not, I would give you a list of all the commands. I'd be like, please don't change them. <laughs> like yes. this is what he knows. Um, it was only for reactivity and I'm looking, they're both on the ground, which yeah. is why I'm staring down. Um, they, he, and I think that this is one of the things is like, he enjoys going on hikes and he enjoys even being around people, as long as they're not like I, I put we put him in a working outfit, so he actually is able to detect when I'm starting to go into like an anxiety attack, and will pull my hands off my face and will lay on my chest and like me, and is very like has been very good at learning that training and was like well taken care of in that way, and is is very obedient in those instances. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that like he to be able to do that, he does come with me places. The plus part is most service dogs 
don't go places where other dogs are. And people, when they see service dogs, don't come up to them and try and play with them. They just kind of like stay around them. Mm-hmm. And we've got a vest that says like, ask to pet, do well, not pet. Yeah. So, and in those instances, it's great. He's fine. And the reason being is he's not getting eye contact. He's not having prolonged stares. He's not having people come up and walk up to him. And, and generally people stay around him. And so like, for example, right now, and I think that this is why we're on a call with you and, and maybe you can help us with this, is the instances in which he, like, sees a dog when he's on a leash, he, like, nonstop cries, but knows that he shouldn't be doing that. Like, mm-hmm. is there another step that's even more nuanced that I don't understand or yeah. that he doesn't understand that, like, we could be doing or we could be taking because we're less than two seconds within, like, yeah. a correction, whatever that correction is, and even when we yeah. redirect to something positive for, like – the highest level of treats that we could give him down to like a ball or anything in between. Like he still is reacting and then immediately turning around knowing that he shouldn't have done that. Like that is what we're trying to, and it might be that we're at 80% and that 80 to 100% is going to take years, but we don't know. No, I, 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 I'll, I'll add like just one thing to that real quick too. And like, and this is, this is like kind of more practical examples from the last few days. Like we're at an Airbnb right now in Montana and like yesterday, <laughs> yeah, COVID stuff. And we were at like a, uh, we were at like a kind of like a public camp spot and stuff. And we're like, at the Tetons. Like yeah, the out of the Tetons, like the Tetons. near Jackson. And so in like both yesterday or two, yeah, yesterday. And then like when we were at the, um, when we were at the Tetons, yeah. like the dogs were like leashed pronged muzzled we have the e-collar like a full get up basically and like even then like you know the dog like ran like a dog the the dog that lives here at this airbnb like ran over to him and it was like a golden retriever just wanting to say hi and like it shouldn't be on the people you know and like he was in the muzzle great he like lunged at him and i corrected and like everything and nothing happened but like I understand what you're saying about like, don't put your dog in those scenarios, but like there are, there are just like times when it just like happens. And so there's like a risk management mitigation thing. And maybe we're just doing all of those things, but I guess I'm just wondering if there's like kind of what Sloan was saying, something before that, well, I, that like we can be working on. Yeah. I, well, I think in that scenario, as somebody who owned a dog that would kill a dog, if they approached that wasn't, that wasn't done properly at all. Mm-hmm. Like you walked off the bus, you would immediately saw that golden and said, the dogs are not coming off the bus. Well, but I mean, that's the thing. I was like out and then it came then it out. Came it out. came out from like around the corner and just ran up to us. And it was like, okay, like, you know, what do I do here? And I was like, just trying to keep it yeah. calm. You know, it's like, it's like, it just like, I, I just want to be totally honest with you. Like the lifestyle that we live, it's Which, like not. Uh, we're so, looking at uh, houses. We are yeah, going we're not, to be moving into a house. Like, like you know, this is not. But like. It, it's there are just times when it's like not even possible because of like where the where we are to like avoid a dog running up to us off leash. Right. I mean, I totally agree, but there's also just so many other things that you could be doing mm-hmm. that could yeah. deflect that, like 100. Yeah, percent Like I said, like I had a dog that would make your dog look like a puppy, and yeah. I lived 10 mm-hmm. years completely fine, and he was around mm-hmm. hundreds of dogs every month, mm-hmm. no problems. Mm-hmm. Because I went, it's just common sense. I'm going to, if I'm staying at an Airbnb, if I'm staying at a hotel, if I'm staying at a campsite, how many dogs are there? Do you have a dog? Okay, great. I'm going to leave my dogs in. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're putting me on a campsite. You're putting me on a KOA. Okay. 
is there, do you know if there's any other dogs? Oh yeah, there's, okay, I'm coming out. I'm doing a walk in the morning, drinking coffee, making sure I'm checking. I mean, these, uh, and again, I totally am not disagreeing with you on there is going to be dogs. There is going to be situations. Um, and those are, those are situations that again, let's, so let's, let's split hairs a little bit. So yeah, that's, I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah, like, please. I need, yeah. I need. So I, you get, so you get out of the, you get, you say, oh, I have a loaded gun right here in my hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. This loaded gun, when I get off the bus is, is then potentially going to be a risk for other people. Mm-hmm. So if I run an Airbnb from anybody, I'm mm-hmm. going to be asking them curious, we're bringing our dogs. Do you guys have other dogs? Oh yeah. We have a beautiful golden loves everybody. Perfect. Thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah. So I mean, we knew that too. That's the thing. But he's going to say that yeah. you don't, you don't rent here. You don't well, go you, there. You, you, those are just, but that's what I'm saying. And, and again, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want, here's what I, here's what I want to be honest. I don't want you guys to think I'm blaming you. I, I, I empathize with you, but I'm being honest with you as somebody yeah. who, who, no, 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 it's our fault. who works, <laughs> who works with, who works professionally with reactive dogs and who's had a reactive dog, had an aggressive dog out of no, nobody's, nobody's fault, right? The dog just doesn't like other dogs. I still was over protective but here's here's okay so there's that right so you do rent to okay so it's not even it's not even that you'd split it even more than that you would go out and just just look at a situation like if i went into a situation and i didn't know the outcome i wouldn't bring my dog out and i never muzzled him he's never muzzled not once in his life he's muzzled but my my point is is say you say you did do that and you're like okay you have a golden okay let's go let's rent it anyway Okay, it's completely open. There's nothing around. Do I? Do we know where the golden is? Nope. But let's get off the bus anyway. So we get off the bus, we go outside, and then the dog comes out. Like, do we have an extra leash? Do we know how to handle the situation? Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I alone? Do I have halt spray? Am I? Am I? Can anybody hear me if something does happen? So there's that. Put that to the side. That's besides the point. But that all of those are very factual in that scenario because I wouldn't have gotten out of the the vehicle. And and if I did, so let's say what actually happened. So we get out of the car. The happy-go-lucky golden comes down. Your dog lunges and growls a little bit. You pull your dog back. You get the golden away and you walk away. No big deal. Done. Over. Next. So, so you. So, but, but that equation is my dog doesn't like other dogs. We have a dog that we can't control that came out of absolute nowhere, which is still going to happen regardless of how much you walk up and down. Mm-hmm. The, I understand that. I'm not saying, I, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm just, these are types of situations. Like if I show up to a trailhead and I see a uh, pit bull lover, dog lover, and I love dogs on these bumper stickers, I'm going, I'm not going there. Right. So these are the types of things that you really have to consider owning. Again, personally for me, if you draw way back, it's an inconvenience. And, and I understand you want that golden instead of this dog, but that's not what you have. So when you get out of the car and then the dog comes running up and your dog lunges and goes, roo, 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 and the golden says, okay, and then walks away, your heart rate goes up. You can't breathe for a second. And then you go, well, that sucked. And you move on. Not, but nothing of that scenario is nothing's changed. So I think people regress in their own head because they're like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. What? No, no, no. You're, you, you have the dog. Nothing. There was nothing weird about that. Your dog doesn't like other dogs. A dog that you can't control comes running up. Your dog didn't like it. We knew that. The dog walks away. It sucked, but it, there's nothing that really happened that made you guys right. go, "Oh, we took a step back." You didn't. You already have a dog that you know that doesn't like other dogs, and it was just an unfortunate event. And thank God your dog was muzzled, and the other dog 
walked away and that was it. But, wow. I don't know. If, that was, yeah. Yeah, hold on. My my whole the system's going to restart because the power probably just went out. I don't know if you heard that. Um, but anyway, so, if and if the power does go out, it's going to unplug my thing, but I'll still be able to talk to you. So if you okay. don't hear me for a second. But anyway, so I just think, I'm just trying to give you guys perspective. And I told, again, now flipping the script on the other side of the spectrum, I totally understand. But there's just certain things. Again, I think you should just be on the offense instead of the defense of what Mm -hmm. can we, what can we do to like, like you said, you, you brought your dog to a trainer. Your trainer basically said, I can't get your dog to like other dogs, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, well, I don't really want that. I just like, what's, what's really going on? And if you have a dog that doesn't like other dogs, I think I think you just if you if you made like sorry uh-uh. I think if you just made like better uh-uh. strategic decisions I don't think you guys would be as stressed. I, my goal is to yeah. uh, to bring down your stress. Like I want you to bring yeah. down your stress. Yeah, well I mean I, I think that's we've we've like definitely identified that. I, I guess like in that like specifically with like this scenario here that happened yesterday and like you, I mean, it's good that you're like, you know, we didn't regress, which is right. For, it's, it's good to hear that. I guess my thing is like, not that I ever expect Perseus to be the golden, but how can we get him closer to that? Like, how can we work towards that? Because to me, that's like yeah. the thing that we want to work towards, even if I never think he's going to be fixed. Wait. If I like, I would want him 10% better if I can't have a hundred percent, you know what I mean? Like it, like I would, I would want something better. Maybe it's not possible though. Like maybe there's mm-hmm. other things to focus on that are going to make him like a more. Yeah. Calm well, dog. I think it's I, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say like, in, in, <clears throat> so there's two, two things. I think one, not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily true that he doesn't like dogs. I think that, there is some failure that I have done, including with the assistance of the lovely pandemic, that he was not socialized. And he has fear and protection over it because most instances in which we've, like, had something bad happen, I haven't been there. Right. Yeah. When like, and, and I'd also like to add that, like, this is Jono's essentially first dog, whereas I was raised with at least seven dogs like like if we one died we got another one at all times and he always says that like the nuances of like the dog's emotion i know before it even happens like i know when they're gonna tick before they even tick i can just feel the energy change yeah and it is near impossible to try and explain it to somebody who's only been around one other dog in their life but then the other part of it is too is like it makes me feel like the energy that i'm feeling change is not attack it's not attack because he wants to attack. It's right. It's frustration. It's fear. It's anxiety. And so then it brings me to this point, which is where I really think that like we need help because I think that you made a valid point yesterday when we were talking, John was he is waiting for the correction. Even if we don't correct him with the e-collar, right. he does his little like run around like as if he'd been like corrected. We're correcting yeah. him with the like as soon as he yeah. growls. And so like, like, I can't get any closer. Like, it's like, as soon as it happens, I'm less than a second. And uh, do you have any advice around that? Because I, if, if we assume that he's not aggressive with other dogs, cause he doesn't like them, but instead that he has like fear or anxiety and like, we haven't conditioned him or socialized him in a way, like wh- how does that kind of change? Well, I think, yeah, it's, and it's tough because I, there's a lot of different layers to that and it's a good conversation, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it comes down to is the dog leash reactive 
is the dog just uh, aggressive? Is so there's the, and and if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, because the other trainer said, okay, yeah, he just hates dogs, and that's it. And then you're like, well, I don't really know about that, and 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 I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. But there is there the leash reactivity is so real, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this facade, this veneer of how people think their dogs actually are and they're not. So, Mm -hmm. so let me go down that for a second. I had, I had two dogs in my out of state program, um, yesterday or whatever. I don't know this, this past weekend. Anyway, one bully terrier type thing. And then one German shepherd. And they were both just like hysterically react, like lunging, gnarly, Mm -hmm. snarling. And I was bouncing between both of them because they couldn't get their corrections right. So their mm-hmm. timing was off. And I took the leash, nothing. They took the leash, everything. And it got to a yeah. point where, and I, I, I talked about this earlier too, but it got to a point where I've never had two dogs the same, that much the same in the same program ever. Yeah. Because they were doing, their owners just could not correct the dog right. And if they finally did it right, then they lacked some somewhere else. It was just a handler thing. So it got so much to a point that I could see how frustrating it was for the owners, but I wanted them to understand how much of it, how much of it was them. I didn't want them to think that, you know, they were, they were going down the wrong path. I just was like, you're just off. You're not, you're not connecting the way that you need to. And I literally brought both of the dogs outside by themselves into like in a, by a fence. And they literally just sat there and just looked at each other. And then mm-hmm. just waited to go back inside. So they were literally barking at each other and trying to get to each other for two days straight. I took mm-hmm. both of them, pulled them outside, and they sat next to each other and just waited to go back in. Could care less about each other. So my my point- Care less. That's a good way. Yes. That's what he is. He could care less. <laughs> my point is, is some dogs, like you said, have leash reactivity, which it's only frustration because they don't, know what else to do. They don't know how to handle the situation. They haven't been equipped with enough, with enough, I don't want to say socialization, but they haven't been equipped, equipped with enough, um, altercations or, and, or, um, meet and greets or Mm -hmm. they don't know how to do it. And, and then that, and then that builds into frustration and then you get the reactivity. But the other thing that you guys are probably dealing with is if you worked with a compulsion only trainer, then that's the reason why there's so much stress behind your dog and other dogs is because think about the other end of the spectrum of positive only training and positive training in general is the dog is anticipating a reward and they're like they're external like they'll set like like the the pavlonian conditioning theory type Mm -hmm. stuff right Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like the dog's like, something's going to happen. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to sit my butt down. I'm going to wag my tail. Or if somebody, if a dog hears the garage door open, they're like, yeah, hey, they're here. So if you do that, if you do that on the other end of only compulsion training, where you're, all you're doing is you're not giving the dog a fair chance to make a good decision. You're not giving the dog an opportunity to see the bigger picture. The dog just starts to react and we nail the shit out of them. We choke them out. Um, and the, these are things that people do every day. And, it sucks because, to be honest with you, there's dogs that definitely can handle that, and that's sometimes what you have to match them with in a sense of you get a big 150-pound Cane Corso that wants to eat yeah. everybody, and you need 
to physically like there's just I don't there, there's no there's never an excuse for abuse. But mm-hmm. when we're talking about corrections for dogs, there's certain dogs that are going to laugh at you if you tell them yeah. no, right? So you can take that however you want with a grain of salt. But there are certain dogs who do well with compulsion training is what I'm trying to say to, su- to some degree, right? There is some compulsion that does need to happen for certain dogs who are genetically like just ready to go, right? But on the other end of the spectrum, if you do that with a dog who's just like, I'm just trying to figure life out. I'm not necessarily like a like an asshole. I'm not like I'm just trying to figure shit out. And then you get a, a compulsion only trainer that if the dog makes a mistake, they get heavily corrected for it. They get choked out. They get strung up. They get hit with a fifty. It's like terrible for them. And obviously, like I'm a big proponent on on balance. Like I believe in positive reinforcement. I believe in positive punishment. I mean, I'm just I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I be, I believe that that's how we live. But I don't expect mm-hmm. like parents to beat their kids and I don't, and I don't expect to get a eighth place gold star because that doesn't exist right those are that's too that's too extreme you know what I'm saying so it's the same thing with in the dog world in my opinion and I think if if that's the type of training that this dog has gone through to some degree then that's where you're going to start to see that that external immediate stress trigger where mm-hmm. now the dog is just conditioned that when he sees another dog because he's got no window for opportunity to to, to, to make this right he sees a dog and then he ma- it makes it worse because now the dog is then becoming stressed because they're like I'm about to get nailed mm-hmm. yeah. right? so that was very helpful yeah. and I think that that explains honestly a lot of it because we even like muzzled allowed him to go play with two other dogs like three weeks ago brand new dogs never met them one of them teeth going border collie started growling in his face and I told him like Mm-hmm. He come sit sat as soon as he was the dog was calm again. We re-released him and did that a few times, and he was fine. Like ho- at first, he was a little apprehensive, but then he started to do the little hops. His hackles were up the whole time, like I mean, up his whole body. But he had a very like loose tail, not fast, not tall, like a very loose kind of yeah. running with his tail, popping around. He seemed like calm and everything and so i was like okay like we had some success like we had some success because he's almost two years old and we just released him with another dog growling in his face and he was fine so in the instance with the golden retriever do we take him off the leash his recall 100 percent. he is coming to really us good. every yeah. single time do well, that's, we that let me stop you, let me stop you there see that that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the blend of the other thing that we were talking about is mm-hmm. we can't control how the other dogs are going to react because that's, you know, but that's where, so this is where the conversation needs to come in mostly with the owners because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like kids, right? It's like, Hey, you know, my kid's a little rough or my kid's a little louder. My kid's got, you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah, my, my kid will do fine with that or whatever. You know what I mean? So you have to have, I think that that's more of the trust conversation you need to have with the owner because if something doesn't happen, like you need to know that the owners aren't going to cuz cuz like I said I'm I US. Yeah, or just like you know, I've seen so much crap. Like I saw this like there's just so much crap like people if you don't work with dogs professionally mm-hmm. and you don't see the savagery that they can do then a dog growling at another dog could send somebody to the mental hospital because they think that their dog just got eaten alive when really nothing happened. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that my answer and my input on that is the golden's coming running down and mm-hmm. you you know 
the the Airbnb owner, you talk to them and they're cool and they're like, and you're like, hey, my dogs are kind of, hey, no worries, man. Like, it's all good. Like, dogs are dogs. And you're like, okay, you know, but you don't, the, the, you know what I mean? If you're in the general public, you just have a leash on you mm-hmm. and you say, hey, give me both of, you go get this golden and you, hey, buddy, and then golden wags and you are the target. And then you leash this dog mm-hmm. up and you bring this dog back home and nothing happens. How how do people react when they do that? Because I have a feeling in Colorado, I'm going to get shots fired at me. But you ha- that but, my dog should live inside, right? But but again, like this is this is the conversation. This is what's going to help you the most. Yeah, these are the conversations that you have to start having. Is yeah, you just leash the dog back up. You bring oh oh yeah no he's fine off leash i'll be out you know i just got some service dogs that i'm working on we're working mm-hmm. on some really particular things uh okay. I, I didn't know be like i i just didn't want i didn't want there to be any tension between the dogs blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so but that but that when you're working with reactive dogs you were in the people business you're not in the dog business because mm-hmm. a lot of the success is going to be predicated off of managing other people and also mm-hmm. man- managing your emotions and your expectations because mm-hmm. again Let's paint a picture. Golden comes up. You have your leash, your backup leash. You say, hey, hey, take take both of them. It doesn't matter who does this, right? You take mm-hmm. them. Okay, fine. Hi, buddy. And then the Golden's, and this is all the Golden mm-hmm. wanted. The Golden just wanted to greet everybody. So then mm-hmm. you step out 15 feet. The other person maybe starts kind of wandering off into the bushes. Mm-hmm. We grab this Golden, we leash it up. And then two things. Now we're good. Because you have the golden and then somebody else has the other dogs and you guys are walking together. Or you say, hey, I see the owner. I see them out in their garden. I see the house. I'm just going to bring the golden back. Or, hey, why don't you go bring dog A or dog B back, whoever you think is going to be a potential problem. Mm-hmm. And then let's let the golden back out and try to find the owner. I mean, the, you have mm-hmm. to take the assertive and like having a reactive dog. It is your, every dog around you is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have never said it like that, but that's just how that's, it is. That's really good. It really that's is. Really it's good just, way it, to think about it. You have to, you have to like, okay, when I'm a professional, right? When I'm out, I don't look at dogs. I don't talk to dogs. I don't care about the dogs around me because I'm, I'm, I just, everyone does their own thing. But if there was a dog fight, I would feel obligated to help. And, and I would want to help. I don't want to say like, oh, shit, i got to clock in. It's not that. I'm just, <laughs> my point is, is like, you guys, here's my point. You guys having a reactive dog know more about dogs because you've done your research. Because people who have reactive dogs find me and find other people and read and watch and study and learn. So when you're out, you're already seeing all these dogs pulling their owners, not listening, taking cute pictures, but not respecting. I mean, these are things you're like rolling your eyes like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. And their owners are like, they have no idea. They Unless unless these people have seen the trained dog, they think their dog is great. But when you're out, it's kind of your responsibility to kind of audit where you're at, who is around. We're at an Airbnb that at any moment, a golden retriever could pop out of nowhere. And we don't even know if this golden's friendly. But the but those are the types of things that like what what I would do when I was living in my van with my Saint my Saint Bernard didn't like other dogs he's not gonna go mm-hmm. after other dogs but if another dog came up to him it would be on like Donkey Kong so I spent yeah. his whole adult life holding back a hundred and fifty pound dog or I should say managing a hundred and fifty pound dog mm-hmm. scaring off other dogs 
giving giving him to my wife as I go and retrieve the other dogs, picking where I went, didn't doing my research. And the, so my point is, is when we were in our van, we'd stay at KOAs pretty much at night because it's just a safe place to park. It's just twenty bucks to park, right? You get in, but in the morning, I would make my rounds first to see who's there, and whatever, and I would do that. It would take me 10 minutes to do that research. And then I would say, okay, we got two dogs over here or we got a field over here and whatever. Those are the types of things that you just, you should be doing as somebody. And to be honest, my other dog, Lakota, she's the kind of the same way as your dog. She is, to her people, actually, she's never been ever aggressive to people in her whole life. So it's similar to the fact of other dogs where if there's other dogs, she could care less. Like, mm-hmm care less it's like white on white walls you're like it's they don't even she doesn't even know that they exist doesn't care but if they come up to her she gets pissed because she's a working dog and she's like get away from me i don't i don't it's like she doesn't compute like other like a pet would come over and go hey i'm pete let's play and she's like you're pissing me off get away from me like we got we got work to do man get out of here so again like even with Thompson being gone, I only have one dog now. And when I'm out with her, if I see an off-leash dog, like her obedience is good enough, I can down her in the middle of the road and find the owner of this dog. And then, but I have the I have the halt spray on me. I have a spare leash on me. Like I'm prepared. And but I'm also when I'm out, head on a swivel, looking at mm-hmm. things. And yeah. so I I, I think <clears throat> you, if you just switch your perspective up a little bit and you start really taking more assertive initiative, understanding that unfortunately when you're out in public, you are responsible of other people's dogs because there's just people out there that aren't going to be respectful of your reactive dog. Do you, do you think that it's like worth trying to, so like, I feel like we, we haven't ever really like, socialized him or the socializing being like your dog's gonna kill other dogs i was like i don't think so but i mean you also train a lot more dogs than i do like i don't know like but i mean is is it worth i guess in like structured you know kind of ways and like probably with him with a muzzle on to like try to get more of that interaction with him he said if the owners are okay with it then like you should let it play out yeah, I think that that because that's your worry, right? Is like if your yeah. dog growls rawr, 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 and pins the dog on the ground, and the dog puts his tail between his legs and runs away, and you're like, "Oh, it's my bad," and then your buddies are like, "Oh, it's all good, man." Like, you know, yeah. they were being annoying yeah. anyway. You're good, yeah. but if you get somebody Which randomly, right yeah. So, so I think it, it it's really like if you you guys uh, you got I always tell my my clients is I don't you guys know your dog. I don't know your dog. Even if you worked with me for a week, I don't know your dog as much as you do. And if you feel like your dog really (coughs) doesn't want to be aggressive and has the capabilities, which you said the other day played with a new dog and the other dog even showed teeth to your dog and he backed down. I mean, I, I I think like having, having the muzzle on for safety is good, but then, and then it's a whole conversation of, let's forget everything we just said. And we just started talking on the phone. And you said, my dog's a little nervous of other dogs. How do I introduce my nervous or fearful dog to other dogs? That's a whole yeah. other conversation of how you would do that. So there's just different layers. But I think if you have some cool peeps that like, know, like there's just people who just get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like dogs snarl and growl at each other, nip at each other, correct yeah. each other. And they're like laughing. And then other people are yeah. like, literally bringing their dog to the vet for like a, a, a cat scan you're like really so i think Wait, again it just yeah exactly and <laughs> yeah. You, but it doesn't matter if you're in cool colorado or you're in manhattan like you're gonna get those types of people regardless <laughs> so i just think it's um, something that like when you guys are out 
you have to you have to really like all right you know like this is how we're gonna play this and it's up to you that's what i think is you guys are and this is how i think people are like this is you guys are in the like defense i think you should be in the offense i think you should be like all right where are we who's gonna be around do we have the equipment? Do we have the backup? Like, if you're out in the middle of the woods, do we have halt spray just in case an off-leash dog comes up? Do we have an extra leash? I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, I have it's no just idea. pepper yeah, spray. Gonna... It's just pepper spray. You can get on Chewy. Get on Amazon. It, it's about the size. of. It's a little bit smaller than this remote. Yeah. And it's a little halt spray. It's capsation spray that you, you mm-hmm. put on. It. That's it. So we don't, like, again, when I walked my St. Bernard, he's trained. He's not going to go after other dogs, but I can't stop two or three dogs coming after him and then he's finishing mm-hmm. it or he's getting yeah. he's getting double teamed and then he has to protect himself. It's a mess, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on the offense. So maybe a dog comes up, which has happened. I'm yelling and screaming, hey, get your dog, get your dog, get your dog. But if they're continuing to come, I just spray the spray and then the dog runs away. Okay. I'm not going to, again, like if you guys are walking downtown boulder or like a big city you're not going to bring that but you're going to you're going to say hey my dogs are leashed maybe i don't need to go to main street hey you go grab coffee and bagels i'll be back at the bus and we'll go eat you know at a different place but that's so much easier to do than trying to fit something into something that's not going to fit and i think that's what a lot of the reactive dog parents do is they make this whole roadmap of changing the world and really if you just recluse out and say i'm not going to deal with this shit i'm just going to go over here i'm going to do my own thing i'm going to be you got to just double check things like i said before like if i had your dog and i was in that bus and i got off i i if you knew that there was another dog on the property i would locate that dog before i let my dogs off off i just Mm -hmm. would and then that never would have happened but screw that Let's say we know there's another dog. Our dogs are muzzled. Worst case scenario is, is the dog comes up, our dog scares the other dog away, and you guys are moving on. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's blue. That's what happened. We have a reactive dog. This dog came up to us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And th- that's – I don't want to say it's appropriate, but it's warranted. Like considered. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, I mean, it, that, that shit happens. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But again – That's like, why he's in a muzzle because exactly. we know it's Exactly. Yeah. And so – you know, same thing. You, oh, I want to go. I want to go climbing. If there's going to be other dogs, you have to think about how much stress that's going to bring you and your dog. Your dog doesn't want to be there, surrounded by a bunch of puppies that are not controlled, that are just tied up to a rock, spinning and pooping and chewing on themselves and flipping over. Your dog just doesn't want that shit. So that's yeah, what I we, mean, though. Is like you guys have already done. Like those dogs aren't going to be trained. Those dogs are just going to be those off leash dogs, like the Colorado dogs. They're going to be off leash. They're going to be roaming around. They're not. The owner's not going to care, and it's whatever. But you don't want to put your dog into that situation. But I think a lot of people think that they're doing injustice to their dog if they don't try it. And I'm like, you're not going to be happy. Your dog's not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Why did? Why would your dog just want to go sit there and watch? Oh, good, good, jo- good job up there. Good <laughs> job, Jay. Yeah, they don't care. Um, I have so I have two questions. Um, one being with Perseus, he bites his own nails and he bites my nails, and we're like, I have never seen. So this is just like a purely. If you can give me like sure. fifteen or twenty seconds, like he, if he feels that I have long nails, he tries to like clean them. He like bites them off. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never heard that in my whole life. <laughs> okay, we literally looked it up. We couldn't find anything. Like there was nothing about on, like dog trimming owners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good YouTube title. I don't know. Yeah, I um, uh, I would just, I would just say like, you know, dogs are 
to some degree like pack oriented and so they they mm-hmm. it, i mean it doesn't it's not like holy shit that's crazy i just never heard of it but i would just yeah. you know just do like a leave it and oh yeah he leaves it if you tell him to stop he is so, like yeah for the so most then part. and then there you go yeah and then my other question was and this is the other part is so achilles as soon as perseus triggers yeah or achilles triggers the other one goes like it is like it is game on uh-huh. it is let's go and then let's redirect at each other and perseus achilles will always pin by sometimes holding. sometimes yeah. they redirect at each other sometimes yeah. they're like on the same yeah. team but right. sometimes it's yeah right regardless achilles will always grab any dog by the neck and hold them down but doesn't like break skin ever like always mm-hmm. just like pins and holds whereas perseus every time he's nipped he's broken skin like he yeah. doesn't and i think it might be again because he was taken from a puppy like at a young age from all of his other litter mates he never learned to like not use so much force like yeah. is there a way at this age for us to kind of be like if you want to correct it's fine but you can't just like bite your brother and make him bleed or bite sue in the face and make her bleed like he didn't even rip sue like down or like my friend's lip was fully ripped off by her am stuff it was nothing like that it was like two puncture wounds release laid down get out of my face so mm-hmm. like it seems like he doesn't know how to like well there's I, no middle correction well i think i think again it kind of comes down to so the the per you know the i mean the the person thing like I, it's not even a conversation i would even be willing to have just because it's like it's you, a person yeah well it's 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 again it's just you, you mess with the bull you get the horns mm-hmm. you know and if somebody's like hey can i go mess with your bull you're like no and they're like well i'm going to anyway you're like okay and then they get bit it's like uh yeah mm-hmm. like i i don't i there i got nothing for that yeah um because you already know that your dog. I mean, like, I have liability insurance on both of them. Because no, I'm I know. Just, I'm just saying, like <laughs> your do- your dogs are, are have like have a history of being like I mm-hmm. don't care for this, and then somebody's okay. sitting in your dog's face, and it's like I don't I don't know like what what else you just asked for. Is there a you know? way though to like help him understand that like there's levels in which you can like tell somebody that you don't like something. That it doesn't go immediately into bite with blood. That's what yeah, I guess. My I, no, I understand. It's it's hard to teach yeah. a dog to say, "Hey, when you bite somebody in the face, bite softer." That's hard because <laughs> right. or like dogs, like right. in, in general, though. Well, right, and, and that's what I'm saying is is like you got to think that, especially with am staffs, like they have the ability to crush bones for fun. So the mm-hmm. fact that this particular Good dog idea. reached out and just indented somebody else's skin and retrieved and said, "Quit messing with me. Can you please just leave me alone?" Is it, it was a decision that was a decision to say like, can we not do this? Said. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. again, it's again here. So I'm, it's still I'm, scary. I'm well, it's still scary. It's still inappropriate. It's still not okay. But at mm-hmm. the same time, again, if I have a dog like Achilles or Perseus, right. And one of my relatives is like, Hey, can I go hang out with your dog? I'd say no. Nah, moving on. But again, like I, you, the, the that's, this is where the no bad dogs things comes in is you already know that your dogs do not like X and mm-hmm. X comes up and knocks on your door and says, can I go do this with your dogs? And you're like, even if you say no, it's like, you. it's crazy to sound, say, but you, I've had to pull people away from dogs who I've told will bite them because they just, mm-hmm. they either don't listen or they have something to prove Same. or they want to sue you or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it just sucks. It's just the world that we live in. But Again, here's the here's the question. I'm go, I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. to the other dog thing, but the question that I'm hearing is, 
Achilles and Perseus do not like people in their face, or Perseus does not like people in their face. Somebody came up and messed with him, put their face in their face, and he came out and just touched them with his teeth and said, please leave me alone. And then now they they have a bite. And it's like, again, I'm not saying that that's appropriate, but when we talk about like dangerous dogs in, in the society and the court systems and what the state deems as that and what dogs are actually dangerous. These are dogs that are actively going after people's faces, holding on and, and causing severe damage where they have to be airlifted and then have plastic surgery for three years. Mm-hmm. This wasn't that. This was... There was two puncture wounds. Right. But, less than but a there's fourth a, of an inch. There's, there's, a, there's a shield, mm-hmm. you know, that should have been in front of... Like, if... Yeah. Okay, yeah. my wife's downstairs. If I went downstairs and she she said somebody just came in and took everything out of our house. I'd say, where were you? She'd be like, I was standing right here. I'm like, you didn't stop them. Mm-hmm. You did nothing. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I'm hearing this. Okay. Yeah. Is you guys have to say, no, mm-hmm. not okay. going to happen because then your dogs are going to fail. And that's where the no bad dogs think of because your dogs are going to fail and it's going to make them look like a jerk. It, you know, it'd be different if we were, hanging out and Perseus was licking this person's face and spinning around and jumping and they've been fine for months and then all of a sudden boom that's a different conversation but from from my understanding those circumstances were not that it was just like my yeah. aunt wanted to pet my dog or get my dog's face we knew it probably wasn't a good idea we let it happen uh play stupid games when stupid rewards, that's what happened. And it's mm-hmm. again, I, I'm not saying that it's okay for dogs to bite people in the face. I'm just being the middleman here of like, yeah. come on. That's, a, you know, it's like, let's put the baby on the ground with Perseus and like, no, 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 no. Nobody's in this dog's face because he doesn't like that. And if we allow mm-hmm. somebody to do that, that's our fault ultimately. And it's a conversation okay. that I just like, it's hard, you know, it's hard for me to progress from there. It's like, I don't even want to dig into why, what, when. It's like, you know he doesn't like that and you allowed it to happen and then something bad happened. So, you know. So it feels like from here, like the moving forward point then is like you're you're kind of like you're doing all the right things when you guys follow the rules and 97% of the time you follow the rules and everything goes well. Like you guys need to do that 100% of the time and like make sure that they're taken care of. And then the other part of it is too, and maybe like I, I, I didn't interpret this correct, but it was kind of like don't, don't try unless you guys are wanting to and have like approval from the other side to like yeah. move in a direction that's kind of trying to make him communicative or more yeah. social with other animals. Yes, ask yourself this. This is this will help. This is helpful. Where, what is the worst case scenario that could happen? And if you're okay with that, move forward. If you're not, you don't. So the okay. golden. Yeah. The owner says, hey, yeah. my golden is the sweetest thing, sweetest pie. And all of a sudden the golden comes running down your dogs on a muzzle. You're like, I can't there. I got, I got nothing here. I'm screwed. Especially if you're by yourself. Okay. You think in your head, worst case scenario is you try to let it happen. You see if they meet, if it turns out it doesn't work, then the golden tucks tail and runs away. And you're like, okay, that could have been worse, but it wasn't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're walking, somebody says, Oh, can I pet your dog? Nope. You're walking. We're good at that. You're walking. <laughs> right. You walk in. You see a dog off leash. Burr. See, I used to be. I used to think different. I used to think that. Oh, you see an off leash dog. That's the owner's responsibility. Well, over the years of working with thousands of dogs from Sydney, Australia, to Tokyo, to Colorado, mm-hmm. to wherever, I realized that actually, 
if you have a reactive dog, everyone else's dog is your responsibility. You mm-hmm. have to say, I, I, you know, I would assume it's like being like a Navy SEAL <laughs> where you're like, you're kind of in public places and you're like, if shit, it's the fan. I am ultimately going to be responsible for all of these people because I have mm-hmm. special training and I know more. And I was trained for this. And I feel like that's how reactive dog parents are is you already know that you see Fufu up here waiting in line for their parents to get coffee in the morning and everybody's and you're like, I'm going the other way or I'm turning off here or I'm doing whatever. And I know that you guys are already doing that. I'm just saying if you guys change your perspective, you will be happier Mm -hmm. because you're trying to do something that is not realistic. And here's what I mean by that. The it's unrealistic to groom society to fit the needs of your dog and you will always be chasing that and be unhappy if you continue to do that or you can say here's 10 things five things that i'm going to be doing that are going to help me be successful if a dog comes up under these circumstances if we're downtown here's what we're doing if we're off leash in the middle of jackson hole here's what we're doing if Mm -hmm. so i think if you have that game plan of like these three things and you're just a little bit more, um, I don't know, in depth or or a little bit more like assertive with how you're handling situations. Like if you if you're putting your dogs into a situation for potential risk, don't get mad if it happens. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you go to, you call the Airbnb. Yeah, come on over. Great spot. It's beautiful. We have three dogs. You'll love them. Okay, we'll let you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you just know. Like, hey, we have to be due diligent. Hey, why don't you go up in there and talk to all the dogs? I'm going to let these guys out really quick and pop them back in. Mm-hmm. Like, those are those are just things. And I know it sounds silly and it, it, it's almost unfair. No, 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 they should be. No, they shouldn't because they don't understand what a reactive dog is. They don't understand yeah. what you guys are dealing with. They don't get it. And you don't have time to teach them. And a lot of people just don't understand it. They're like, oh, just let them off. And you're like, you don't. So I, so I think you guys will be so much happier and so much less stressed if you just change your percept your perceptive of perspective of these types of situations. Now, going back to him becoming anxious around other dogs because of potential potential prior training, I think that mm-hmm. that's something that you guys can work on with the right dogs. So if you so the perfect dog to help desensitize and to counter like hey, it's not so bad is another trained dog. Is mm-hmm. if you have a friend or you have another trainer that you can work with to say like, hey, listen, my obedience is great. I don't need any of that. Like you said to me, like if you dropped your dog off for boarding train, it would be desensitization, getting closer to other dogs to coexist because mm-hmm. it would create a normalcy that you guys need. Right now, your dog see a, sees a dog. He goes, oh shit, when's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? Potentially mm-hmm. because of other trainers. Somebody else said, hey, when there's a dog and you look, some people will do that. If you have a reactive dog and they look at another dog, they nail him. I don't like he that. Did. I don't like that because that defeats the purpose of trying to actually modify the perception of the dog's behavior, mm-hmm. right? right? So right. We, have, we, have, we have clients and I get it. They're like, is it okay if he looks? Of course it's okay if he looks. That's the goal. We want him to look. And actually, mm-hmm. if he looks, we reward him for looking. So if 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 you're in a training room and I come in with another dog and he looks, and then he looks back at you, yes, good, leave it. Well done. Mm-hmm. But the way he's been trained from, I, I don't know for sure, but from my understanding has been if he sees another dog, he gets nailed. So his association with other dogs. See, and that's where the whole myth of, 
this is what po- purely positive trainers like to bring out is they like to, and I guess it's the same thing with balanced dog trainers too. And I'm not really in either camp, to be honest. I'm just kind of doing my own thing as a teacher. But I think you just bring out the worst and the worst of both ends of the spectrum, the fully compulsive training and the fully purely positive trainers. And they both suck and you can't get mm-hmm. shit done with either of them. And I think that that's what ends up happening is, is you get this theory of if you correct a dog, whenever they look at another dog, they're going to associate the two. But that's not the goal when we're doing behavior modification. Our goal is is operant conditioning in a sense of if the we're only correcting the dog on time of the dog actually doing the behavior that we don't like. So if the dog looks at a dog, they're getting paid for being non-reactive and being neutral. As soon as the dog growls or lunges or whatever, that's when the pressure turns on. It just sounds to me like he hasn't had an opportunity to fully grasp that and capture that idea. So that's something that you guys can do is you get him out. Okay treats, balls, whatever he likes, no muzzle. And there's another dog in a proximity and you just keep getting that dog closer and you work on basic obedience and you're paying him for, so you're taking that, it's PTSD essentially is what it is, Mm -hmm. is he's associating other dogs with a correction because of prior things. So it's, 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 it's traumatic for him. He's like, I'm going to get nailed and this is going to suck. What you have to do Mm -hmm. is flip the script and say, no, this is great. Bang. No, this is great. Bang. No, this is great. Bang. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, so, so then if you break down the people, yeah, Yeah. right. That's how we did the go say hi with the treats. Right. You started to associate. But again, you got to find the right dog because if you get a Mm -hmm. dog that's reactive or you get a dog that's Mm -hmm. too pushy or you get a dog that's too playful and rude and you get an owner that doesn't give a shit, you're in trouble. But if you can find somebody that says, Hey man, you know, like, can we just train together? Like you have a controlled dog, like having those neutral controlled dogs are such valuable to reactive dogs because it gives your dog an opportunity. Cause if I brought my dog out, she would completely ignore your dog. And that would be new for your dog. You'd be like, your dog would be like, wait, she's not. No, he would lay down. That's the thing. It's the other dogs that are reactive. Like he like wouldn't, he would cry for a few seconds. So, I mean, that's, I think that's really helpful for us though. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, but I think, again, I think wrapping up the, the most important Mm -hmm. thing for you guys is to understand that. I think if you, you you know, you're just the definition of insanity is what you're dealing Mm -hmm. with. Like you're trying something over and and you're like, but just don't do that. Just say, look, this is what we got. And what we got is awesome. We just can't, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we just have to be, we have to be more strategic and be more management so put put more air quotes mm-hmm. stress on the environments that you're putting your dogs in. I think you can live the the, yeah. the best van life, bus life that you possibly can, traveling and going to different places that are very dog friendly. Like, okay, we see a coffee man, you want a coffee? Okay, let's let's um let's let the dogs over here by the river go potty and eat breakfast and we'll go up to the coffee shop and we'll go inside and enjoy ourselves. But I think what you're doing now, and I'm not being too granular, but it's like how are we going to get our dogs in the coffee shop or something? It's like, don't, it's okay to just say, here's what I'm going to counter with alternatively. Like I said, like it's pouring mm-hmm. here right now. And I knew that that was mm-hmm. happening around four o'clock. So I ran my dog before because she hasn't gotten run. And I, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you just have to be, you just have to manage a little bit more, but more importantly, most importantly is it's okay to do that because I think so many people are under the impression that if they can't bring their dog everywhere, that their training sucks. And that's not the case. So, yeah, that was, I think that was like really helpful. And I think that once we move into a house, we'll go get his treadmill again. Cause he loves the treadmill. Right. When you release him from place, he runs onto the treadmill That's and looks great. at you. So, um, yeah. 
That'd be yeah, helpful. I mean, like he's he's a very good boy, and I mean, I think it's also very helpful to hear that like he's <laughs> that he didn't regress because I feel like that's been a conversation of like he's regressed because he like snapped, and it's like mm, the sky is blue. I think was right exactly. Yeah. moving forward do you don't think that there's any because like so this happened with his family and they kind of were just like you guys need more training you guys need to do more things like you don't think more training is gonna do i mean it's it's hard to tell non-dog people when a yeah. dog bites one in the face that like oh that was our fault and then it's not that the dog needs training correct like, that's just a hard thing to explain to people it is but that's why yeah, like your professional opinion. Do you think though that like he, he there's there's not there's just living life and learning in those instances rather than training itself. Yeah, because he because again you, you're you're missing the the idea of the success of your dog either being like hey this is okay I'm neutral and mm-hmm. I'm a pissed about this is the other dog. Yeah. So it's okay. still it's still not a question of can your dog do it. I think mm-hmm. can your dog do it? Yes but under the right circumstances. And that's what I'm saying is the mm-hmm. success is, is predicated off of the, the, the perfect storm of having the right dog. You're not just going to mm-hmm. walk around randomly and look for dogs and be like, Hey, let's see if this works. It's going to take a neutral dog. So yeah. can your dog play with other dogs and be neutral? Yes. You already know that you did it the other day, mm-hmm. but just in general, <laughs> just in yeah. general, when you're out, just nobody, nothing because, because again, is there a risk for failure? Yes. Don't do it. What's the ROI? Nothing. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Okay. People do that all the yeah. time. Tom, I, you know, I, I tried it. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Stop doing mm-hmm. that. Like, don't try to make something work that you know is a really great chance of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like so silly. It's like it's like showing up to a. It's just yeah. You just just be more logical and and strategic and 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 like I said, just take a deep breath and go, hey. When we go places, like I, that's how I feel. Is I, I get that like way too. I get very overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm like, hey, it's okay. Like, you got all day. Like, just work until yeah. twelve, and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but you got to get it done. So I think just, just take a deep, deep breath and take a step back and go. Okay, we got this. We can control this. This is what we need to do. But I think as soon as you start to take that triangle and you're like, let's make this work in this square, that's where people get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, you're, but you're not setting yeah. yourself up. It's like, I want to be an MB play, okay. NBA player. I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I don't, that's not happening. So I'm, <laughs> but I'm not losing sleep over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not going to happen. So anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, this Perseus. is Perseus. Perseus, thank you as thank well. You. You're welcome. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Do you see? <laughs> yeah. Good there's lo- literally nothing outside. He's growling at an empty window. He's like, yeah, yeah there's something there. Well, there I, yeah, was a bird. I think there just, was. I think you guys got what you need. You have the foundation, which a lot of people don't have. And if you have the control, okay. if you if you have the control with a reactive dog and there's a problem, it's because of you. You let something mm-hmm. into that equation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well, that's helpful. All right, you guys. Good luck with everything. Thank, Thank you. you, Tom. Thank You're you for welcome. your time. Yeah. Yep. No problem. Bye. All right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast, which means I'm going to be answering, normally I answer three, but I'm going to be answering uh, six or as many left as we had. The last one we did was Hockey God 92. So now we are on to Elwood Gardens. If you guys want me to answer your dog training podcast, you have to head over to the iTunes. Spotify doesn't allow you to leave a review, unfortunately. Um, You can rate things, but you can't leave an actual physical written review. So we're going to get into these right here. 
Uh, five stars from La L Wood Gardens. Great to hear actual training sessions in a podcast. Really like the setup. Tom's willingness and ability to explain the same training points in many different ways, so dog owners of all abilities can grasp the concept. Tom is teaching fun and informative. This guy loves dogs. I'm a horse trainer and dabble in dog training. My own pup. My dog Gilly is two years old. He's a Weimar poodle mix. He is off leash all day with me at work on a large farm. He also joins my husband for hikes, and he has down days, uh, biking and resting on days. On days, here's the question. On days where we do less, what is Gilly supposed to do all day? Sleep? He is usually pretty tired from getting ran all the other days and bored. Or just laying down. He kind of follows us around and get kind of antsy. I don't think I should be taking him on an exhausting day again. Um, but is there something we could do? Yeah, I would just say basic obedience training. It's great that your dog has all of these really fun things that he's doing off-leash and hikes and runs. Uh, and it sounds like six times a week he's out getting exhausted which is great it's like it's awesome that he's out you know being a dog and getting getting all that energy out so i would say maybe on his off days to be honest like at our facility sundays are our off days for our training clients so we honestly or our boarding trains we don't train because we give them an off day so i think it's fine to just have an off day and let him be you know he's antsy because he's like hey when are we going so I think that off the off day he should relax. But if you want to do a little mental stimulation with obedience, you could. So it's a great question. Thanks for um, thanks. Um, where's episode? Okay, this is another one from Haley Roser. Where did the five two episode go? Wanted to listen again, but it vanished. Um, uh, it might have been deleted. There was one podcast where we filmed earlier this or we recorded earlier this month, and. This has only happened one other time, but the owner listened to it and they thought that because the dog had a bite history, it could hurt them in the future, which I totally understand. And we took it off. So if you ever see a podcast disappear, it's for one of those reasons. Um, whenever, so just so you guys know, these are consulting podcasts where people pay to consult with me about their dogs. Obviously, it's what you're listening to. But um, in that form, we tell people like, Hey, and, and not all the time I've been really on my podcast game. If you guys haven't tell, I've been super consistent, except when I went away last week, but I've been on it. Um, so I've been recording as much as I possibly can, but I used to just record on the fly and on the go. Um, but so lately I've been recording pretty much everything. And, and, and anyway, so we do tell people like, Hey, this is going to be recorded. This is something that, you know, is going to go up on the podcast. And she just, I guess, read past that or whatever, and she just didn't feel comfortable with it. So I don't know if that was the exact podcast, but that may have been it. Next one comes in from Liz and Bentley. Nervous service dog in training. Hi, Tom. Love all your videos and podcasts and episodes and everything you do for the community. I have a small 20-pound doodle who is in training to be a service dog. He is doing great with public access, but gets nervous around new people. Any advice for building confidence? He has great focus and heal. He just doesn't like when other people reach down to pet him. He recovers after it, despite the 10 signs of him saying, do not pet. Um, this is kind of like the same thing we talked about in this particular podcast, so you probably know my answer by now, but I mean, the reality is, is if you're going to bring your dog, especially a service dog, not a therapy dog, if you're going to bring your dog out and you're going to be around people and you already know that your dog gets a little nervous, you have to do absolutely everything, unfortunately, you can 
to advocate for your dog. So it's kind of sucks because again, it's like what I said in this podcast is because you have a dog that gets nervous or has a little issue, you have to protect your dog from people. It's like this sad world that we live in. Um, and I know it's not everywhere, but it is unfortunate that it happens. So my only recommend, my you can't, I mean, you can't, the only thing that you could possibly do is you can give something to these people that your dog loves to then associate with. But the problem is it's just a service dog. So you can't do that. So if you have a service dog that's nervous with other people, you can't desensitize them because your dog shouldn't be interacting with these people anyway. So it all falls down to you advocating for your dog and protecting your dog, unfortunately. So I hope that that's helpful. All right. V Kristen 82 help. Hey Tom, just found your podcast today and I'm binge listening. I love the content and like you are a straight shooter and tell how it is. I rescued an adopted dog at nine to 10 months old Rottweiler in January. This breed is not new to me. My family has had a Rottweiler. He did not come. He, he did come with a questionable background with little to no training and some abuse, which I have never experienced. He is the sweetest and most loving boy, but he started to show some signs of aggression that we are struggling to figure out and happen what happened and what we can do to help. I keep hearing people say that he probably has PTSD and anything can trigger him, which we have to be extra careful with, etc. I don't know the details on what went through his past life, but he's clearly at a rough start. He is not, we will, he will not be rehomed again. His home is with us and we want him to live his best life and I need to learn how to fix, air quotes, or correct the issue we are starting to see. My question is, is can this behavior be fixed? I'm feeling defeated lately with him and I want desperately to believe in what we can do to help him. I, if I can't, if we find the right trainer system, we can correct the aggressive. Kristen, um, I'm so sorry to do this, but there is no context on this. I have no idea what he's doing. Is he aggressive to people? Is he aggressive to dogs? Is he aggressive to you? He's showing the only thing that I have, unfortunately, is he's showing signs of aggression. That is way too broad for me to give you any advice. Um, it just says, how do we correct these aggressive or poor behaviors? Um, if you could, if you could leave another review, that would be awesome. I have no idea what we're talking, or I, I don't, or 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 sign up for uh, consulting. I have no idea what we're talking about here. Um, sorry, uh, there's no context here. We have a dog that was abused. How do we fix the aggressive behavior? That's what I. That's what I got. So anyway, I wish I had more context for that. If you can give me more, that would be amazing. Um, No rush, no worries. I'll still be here. If you guys want me to answer your specific dog training questions, make sure you head over to the iTunes review chart, leave your dog training questions, and I will answer on this next episode. I appreciate you guys so very much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.